And we fight pretty good Getting goals is our job And we get goals good Looking good We are Carlisle United Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle The number one place to get your car night fix In the podcast world I'm Lee Rooney I'm Mike Booth And I'm Dan McLennan A narrow defeat at Bradford brings the season to a close And United's finish in 20th in League 2 But it's as busy off the field As the release list is published With some surprise decisions Players allegedly have been tapped up And a familiar face returns To take on the head of recruitment role Yes, we finished in 20th place, not 12th as I said the first time I tried it out, we wish, blimey. Well, it's all over, season's done lads, uh, pretty glad to see the back of it really, aren't we overall over the last couple of months I think it's fair to say? Yeah, I would have bit your hand off for 20th after that <laughs> Swindon game. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, the turnaround of the last few months is incredible. We're not going to review the season this episode. That's for next week's episode, basically. We're going to go through that. So today, it, it's a slightly smaller episode than normal because we obviously haven't got any preview section to include. We're going to review the Bradford game. It's going to be brief. Me and Michael talk about it for about five minutes. Then we'll do a bit of news because there has been quite a bit of news this week. And then we're going to go through the retain list and have a 15, 20 minute discussion or so on that. So there you go. And obviously the X-Files bit at the end. So uh, get straight into it, Mike. Uh, Bradford game, lost 2-0. That nice little day on West Yorkshire. Just typical end of season affair, wasn't it? Really, it was wasn't as bad as some of the other games I've seen at the end of seasons. But at the end of the day, it's one of those games where having that makeshift midfield has really caught up on us, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you know, it wasn't really a two nil game for me. Um, obviously, it was one nil, and we absolutely should have had a penalty, oh, and man. our heads just went when we didn't get the penalty, yeah. and then we conceded the second off the back of that, and. Yeah, I, th- I think on the whole, we created some very good chances um, and we got the ball in the final third well, but one of the things that Simo said in his post-match was that certain players, naming no names, were just hitting it from 40 yards and just killing all the momentum that we had. And that'd be Jordan Gibson then, I'm presuming he means that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he had two or three shots from that far out. But, but I mean, to be fair, he was just trying to force the, the issue really, wasn't he, I suppose, it's fair to say. I mean, mm. you, you listened to it on the radio, I'm guessing, Don, because I think you were in work, weren't you? Um any yeah, well, no, I, I finished. Uh, I finished just uh, before kick off. Oh, okay. uh, I had a couple of things to do, so I was driving about listening to it. And the the one highlight, which we'll we'll cover in more detail later, was when a certain Greg Abbott uh, was there. Obviously, Greg is is ex Carlisle, is ex Bradford. Oh, yeah. He was involved involved in that terrible day at the Bradford fire, of which it was the the uh, anniversary, yeah. and. Uh, as as we'll mention later, after that we did sort of say, "Hmm, interesting." Yeah, but uh, no, uh, the actual game itself, it, it sounded just it sounded similar to Harrogate to me. It, you know what? I saw a few people saying that. Oh, dreadful! It shows up. I don't think we played that badly. I think people really need to take a step back sometimes and look at it and say, "We've got a we, we had a makeshift midfield." Brennan Dickinson was playing holding midfielder for the second half and he's not a holding midfielder and I, I do feel for him a bit in that situation because playing as a sort of player on the wing, as a wing back, whether a winger or a, a fullback, is quite different to playing in in, in the centre. Some players can do both. Joe Riley, for instance, was, was pretty good at doing both. Was. <laughs> funny. Hannah uh, was, yeah. Um, but uh. some players, it just doesn't, doesn't suit them and... I think we did okay. I've got to say, Mike, I thought young Jack Ellis had another great game. At right, I think we both agreed he was our man of the match for us, wasn't he? Yeah, definitely. And I think first half, they targeted him a little bit yeah. and the ball was down his side quite a bit. And at half time, they realised that they weren't actually getting much out of that. So I, I, second, can I, can second half, they well, played it down the middle. That's only natural for them to do as well. Because, oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, you know, they've, they've, that shows they've done their homework, doesn't it? You yeah, know? yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. But no, the lad had a great game. And bear in mind, he's not really played wing-back before. He, he looks like a player would be quite useful in that position. You could Someone you could definitely mould into doing a similar role. I mean, he probably had one, one of our better chances in the first half as well, didn't he? And he's let, you know, his eyes lit up and he saw the goal and he mm. hit it. And he was maybe a yard or two over the bar. It was fairly well struck, but... Um, but yeah, like you said, the best chances we had. I mean, there was one chance in the first half with a a, a decent move. I think that Dennis actually started and he got it out wide and he got into the box and he just couldn't get on the end of that yeah. low ball, could he? And 
if he slid in a bit more, he might have, might well have scored. But I think it, I think actually, having seen the photos now, because it was difficult from our angle, the ball was actually behind him, and that's why he mm. didn't actually get to it in the end. It's frustrating. Jack Armour had a brilliant chance in the second half, and he was played through. And he, I don't know what he did. He just he slowed up a little bit, didn't he, Mike? He just seemed to take his time. And fair play, Alex Gilliard came out of nowhere and blocked yeah, him. I don't know he did. how he managed to it, but he never should have had the chance. Really, it's, it's a, bit, a little bit criminal that was missed, and then. Like you said, the, the Dennis one to me looks. For me, I think he should get his shot away early anyway. But as he's setting himself to shoot, he does have his legs taken away, and how yeah. the ref can't give that. I've and if he didn't have his legs taken away, their guy handballed it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, because the ref was so busy waving away the protest, he didn't notice that Sonogo actually palmed it with his hand on the floor to, to get it under control. So, yeah, just one of those days with that kind of thing, isn't it? Um, in the end, you know, I, I, I don't think it's, it, it was a criminally bad performance in that sense. I think the work's hard. It, it's one of them days. It never really went for us. If, if we had a foot, put it this way, if we had Guy and Devitt in the midfield that game, I think we would have won that. I don't think we would have yeah. come to me. I genuinely do. Um, we've got to talk about a couple of the things away from the actual game itself. I mean, first up, Mark Hughes' behaviour at halftime. What, what on earth was that about? I mean, for for them to upload a video footage of it yeah, as well, it's just weird, dead. isn't it? Brain dead. I mean, you're just asking for an FA charge, aren't you, really? Yeah. The fact that it was taken down a few hours later probably tells you all you need to know. But Yeah, yeah someone's it? definitely made a call there, haven't they? Probably yeah. Hughes himself said, like, come on. You know, I, yeah. I know I know, I did it, but let's not get me in trouble here. But he I mean, essentially, you know, he, he barged into Gavin Skelton when there was a little yeah. bit of... It wasn't even handbags. It was a little bit of shouting, basically. And he just... Mm got it all kicking off and then John Mellish wanted to get involved and then John Mellish ignored it and then suddenly their captain grabs John Mellish out of nowhere and then by the yeah. end Mellish is like ah oh, whatever mate and just I, I, didn't know, I didn't notice uh, there was like a little step up onto the pitch and uh, Big Dinnell was uh, slightly yeah. off balance <laughs> so he, he fell back but uh, once he sort of steadied himself there was uh, one or two seemed to suddenly back down very quickly yeah uh, before we get into the other incident shall we say um, I've got to say one thing I'm not happy with Paul Simpson about didn't get our final run out for Big Donnell did we so our, yeah. all our predictions were never going to be right that ever <laughs> happened but um, but yeah um, well, let's talk about what happened before the game pretty disgraceful isn't it really essentially yeah. there was um, as you mentioned you'll mention later Dan I'm sure um, well, in fact in terms of Greg there was a minute silence for the remembrance of the Bradford fire disaster um, they played You Never Walk Alone on the, over the tannoy. There was a bit of boom when that happened. Now, I think people couldn't, because you can't really hear the tannoy at like these grounds. I think people just thought, why are they playing, you know, Liverpool's song, boo, mm. whatever, that kind of thing. I don't think, I think there was a misunderstanding there. I'd like to think. I'm not, I'm not 100% certain of that. But that's, I, that's I was told from someone who was there that someone did try to start a song, but apparently they'd come out the toilet when they were doing it. There was, there was a little... As soon as they realised, they were like, oh, shit. You know. There was, for me, there was a few, just at the start of the minute signs, who were still coming to their seats and didn't know what was going on. And then I think it was about 30 seconds in, wasn't it, Mike? One blow yeah. just started out everywhere we go. And I'm not coming to just come out of the toilet. For me, I don't know, because I couldn't no, no, see no, you a little bit. could be someone off. else, you know. There's, I think there was yeah. two. There was one behind the goal, one in our bit, I yeah. think. And it is literally just two idiots that did it. And the, then they all started getting shushed and basically... So it's certainly not representative of uh, everyone else who no. travelled. No, no, absolutely and, so. uh, There was a bit of chattering at the start and quite a few people were sort of shushing yeah. the, the people who were doing a bit of chattering. And then, yeah, like you say, they sort of sang. And the Bradford fans, some of them were quite annoyed that our fans told them to shut up. And, you know... I can, I can semi see where they're coming from, but there's no guide. I've never once yeah. been to a game and our fans have, have sung during a minute silence. It's yeah. an absolute disgrace. And the Bradford fans themselves were saying that they've done this on the last game ever since the disaster, yeah. and no other team has done that. It, and, and there's no sort of guide on how to behave no. if somebody is making a noise during a minute silence. Uh, but let me, uh, let me say this this is not an excuse for it, it's a reason why it probably happened. There was a lot of very oiled up people to say the least, in yeah. that game. Probably on things other than drink as well, if I'm being brutally honest, because there was a big queue for the cubicles in the men's at half-time, to put it bluntly. And yeah. I'm pretty sure not all of our fan base had the bad runs that day. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure there were some incidents in terms of seats being broken towards the end as well. It just, It's a bit... 
it's great that we've had such big support of these last few games. You point out, Dan, that it's incredible. Yeah, I put a post up on Twitter, didn't I? And it's... Yeah, it's fantastic. But some elements need to calm down a little bit. Let's just put it that way. And I think we'll leave it at that for the Bradford game. Let, that's just basically saying we're not very impressed with what happened, to say yeah. the least. Right, well, let's move on to the news then, guys. I mean, where do we start on this then for this week? Obviously, we're going to cover the retain list separately as an actual section. But in terms of well, news... Well, I, I think the head of recruitment is the main one. Well, yes. I mean, mm. you know, as you mentioned, there was there was a, you know, there was a lot of talk last week, wasn't there, in terms of you know who's it going to be? We, we had a few names mentioned. There was a fellow at Blackburn, possibly. Paul Murray's name was thrown into it. He's doing a similar job at um, at uh, Blackpool. Remember? Blackpool for that. I think it's the under twenty threes in the academy yeah. more for that. Isn't it? I think even Mick Walsworth was mentioned recently, mm. but it wasn't either of those ex Blues. It was Greg Abbas returning to the club to take on the head of recruitment role. He's been doing a similar role at Solihull Moors for quite a while now. I think maybe this year, because Neil Erdley's there. He's a good friend of his, isn't he? Um, just just, just on the mention of Solihull there. Yeah. There was one or two Carlisle fans went, oh, he's been working at Solihull Moors. Who, who, who were there? You mean the team that are third in the National League? And they probably <laughs> yeah. beat us for two thirds of this season. Yeah. With two yeah. strikers who are p- pushing on 20 goals this season. Well, one who was linked to us in August. Dallas, Andrew, yeah. Dallas. And the other lad as well. Yeah. So, you know, it just goes to show, doesn't it? But yeah, so he's been doing his role with Neil Erd. He's generally been following Neil early round, doesn't he, really? I was, you know, an assistant or, or, you know, a head of recruitment or something. He did something for Mansfield for a little bit. Obviously, he was at Bradford when they took Charlie Wyke off us. And he, in fact, he, I think he might have been there when they signed Callum Guy on loan, possibly, as well, in the past, and a couple of others. So, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to get my uh, order in, and as I alluded to earlier, we, we were chatting on WhatsApp weren't we, yeah. on Sunday, and yeah. I did say, you know, Greg Abbott was there, uh, I think it was Lummy, grabbed him on the mic quickly yeah. on the radio, obviously I was listening as I was driving about, and we did sort of say, hmm, because he, he did mention, there was a whisper that he w- Paul Simpson was waiting on someone to tie some loose ends up. I think he said yeah. that in an interview. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, Solihull, he just literally finished at Solihull. Yeah. So it was like, you know, and we went, well, th- there was another name that was seemed to have a bit more traction, but, you know, the hunch was right in the end, you know. And Yeah, yeah fair play, yeah. You, did, you did say it. And I think... On this pod, we're in agreement. We think it's a good appointment. I mean, yeah. Mike, you've said it before. He, he's got a real eye for a player, hasn't he, at this level? Oh, he does, yeah. And, you know, some people say, oh, yeah, but, you know, he didn't play Paddy Madden and Naki Wells, but he found them, you know. He, he did, and well, and, and I think there's a little bit of rewriting of history on that. Anyone who saw anyone who saw Naki Wells playing for the reserve team would see he was not ready. And who are you dropping for him? Rory Loy? Mm. Francois mm. Zoko? Exactly. You know, John Paul McGovern? Lee Miller? You know, these are all experienced lads. He was a lad just coming over from Ireland. It's just, there's a little bit of, looks probably not the right phrase, but a little bit of, you know, right player, wrong time, basically, wasn't it, with him coming yeah. in, really. So it, it happens sometimes. Sometimes players settle elsewhere and, and do all right elsewhere. So, it, yeah, it's one of those things. But like you said, you can spot a player and, and loan signings. I mean, yeah, people will pick out the ones who weren't very good, but actually his hit rate was pretty strong. Even yeah. picking out players who were just, you know, maybe unknowns and you, you never really heard James of James Chester, Ben Marshall, yeah, you know. I mean, I mean even not, no manager has a 100% success rate with signings, do they? Let's, let's of course they don't. No, no. I mean, even like some gems that you've never heard of before. I mean, I remember when we signed James Barrett. I was working at the club and I thought, I know some people don't rate him that much, but he scored 10 goals a season, two seasons in a row from midfield mm. for a player that's supposedly anonymous. I know he's got a few penalties, but... What, pretty, what pretty would we give for one of them this this season just finished? Mm. You know, 100%. And, and like Liam Noble will be like that. So it works really well. He doesn't have to be based in Carlisle. And, and, and as, as Simo said before, actually being based a bit further down the country is a better position for yeah. us because you can get to more games. You can you can do more stuff. It seems I, to be the thing I, would, I wouldn't expect him to be here on a Saturday no. because no, he no. should be watching players. Yeah, he should be coming yeah. up a couple he, of days he, a week. He'll maybe. be at some games, obviously, but... Yeah, you know, if if targets have been identified, yeah, he will definitely. be watching them. Absolutely, and I, like I said I, not, I think not not sat on a laptop watching a little clip on Y Scout. <clears throat> no, absolutely. He he's the he's an old school one. He'll go and do that. Jakey Blaine can can give the input in terms of that sort of stuff as well, can't he? So you've got a good mix of both, and that's what you want. You want to do the new and the old, really. And like Simo says, sometimes you just need someone to go and watch a play and 
And look what he's doing. You know, how, how what's he like when, you know, the opposition have got the ball in the other half and stuff like that and seeing how he acts. And I, I genuinely think he's a, it's a really smart appointment. It's a really good one. And and like I said, I, he can spot a player. And, and like I said, a lot of the time it would be what Simo wants him to go and watch. And Simo said he doesn't want someone who's a yes man, does he? So, mm. so yeah, I think it's a genuinely really good appointment. And yeah. good to see him back up in the park. And, you know, I, I think... With hindsight, a lot of people look back now quite fondly on his time in charge. I mean, that last year, I think most people can see now the rug was pulled from him, wasn't it? So, yeah. So there you go. Uh, other bits of news. Um, one more little bit, well, a couple more bits of coaching news. Um, Paul Gerrard has agreed an extended deal to stay on his goalkeeping coach. I think we're pretty happy with that, aren't we, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll allude to something when we talk about the retained list, but. Uh, mm. Uh, Paul Simpson's talked to, you know, he'd been a breath of fresh air since he came in and, yeah. you know, he, he clearly wanted to keep him and he's clearly enjoyed his time here, so. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, other little bit of it, that's a bit sad news, I suppose you put it this way, but uh, Eric Kinder's left the club, that's just been announced today, hasn't it, Don? Yeah, uh, he, he went part-time a little while back, hasn't he? Yeah, there's some suggestions that maybe he, he, he didn't necessarily see eye-to-eye with Chris Beach, possibly, that was... Uh, some murmurs wasn't there in the past and I think actually it suited him quite well wasn't it going here part-time really so so yeah he's um he's moved on basically and uh oh Mark Budge but I mean Mark Budge has been doing most of the work for quite a while now hasn't he really so so yeah it's um yeah I mean what a servant he's been in terms of the plays he's brought through in recent years though it's, it's mm. incredible isn't it Mike when you look back and oh definitely yeah. Brad Potts, you know, Dave Simonton. Kyle Dempsey. Kyle, I mean, Kyle Dempsey. Well, yeah, Kyle Dempsey come through just before he left, didn't he, I think? But uh, just after he left and Mark he would have been there well. developing and stuff. Yeah, Mark Gillespie. Plays have done fantastic for us, some of them, in recent mm. times. So, yeah, good luck to Eric. You know, I'm sure he'll all be well, always be welcome back at Brunton Park. Um, what other bits of news have we got to cover? Should we cover the awards briefly? And Dan, I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty quick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well done, Mark, Mark Howard. Mark <laughs> Howard won most of them. More uh, on him in a minute. <laughs> Luis Alessandro, more on him in a minute. Yeah. Uh, got the goal, which for the team goal against uh, Stephen Each. Yeah. Uh, Rod McDonald shared one of the awards with Mark Howard. Uh, yeah. I think that was the best of wealth man of the match, you know, the the, yeah. the home game man of the matches. But well, no, I- it was pretty much uh, a, a clean clean sweep for Mark Jack, Howard. Jack Ellis was the youth team player of the season. No, no massive surprise there, really. Is it? I mean, I suppose if Sam Fishburne had played for the youth team most of the season, he might have had a chance for that. But, but uh, yeah, it, it makes sense for Jack to get that award. Um, just listing the ones Mark won. Kiosk player of the season. London branch player of the season. Um, where are we at? Uh, I'm trying to look for you. Sorry, Vesta Wealth player, man of the match. Obviously, you mentioned there, Mark Howard shared that with Rod McDonald. Uh, season ticket holders player of the season Mark Howard um, players player of the season Mark Howard <laughs> so yeah he's won all those Morgan Feeney also got the champ- champagne uh, moment award didn't he for the for basically for his goal against Oldham essentially as the because that's what London Badge do a little bit different award isn't it really in terms of focusing on that kind of thing so fantastic for and let's Morgan's be honest it, it was a hell of a oh. it was a hell of a moment I mean the only one I could think that could maybe go near would be Toby's goal against uh Tramir or his goal against uh, Rochdale, possibly. Probably the only near contenders, mm. I think, for that. But yeah, fantastic. Um, I think there was one of our award there. I just missed it. Um, obviously, I should give a shout-out as well. Special recognition award was given to Barry Mossabini and Gray. He've retired from their roles helping out with the ball boys. I think yeah. Every, um, anyone, I, 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 know, I know Barry personally. known him yeah. for years. He's a, he's a good player. Ian's one of the, the two regular lads on B-stand, so... Hopefully he'll be uh, he'll be taking a seat instead of watching people in seats. Yeah, fantastic. Um, a little quick shout out as well for the ladies' player of the season, which is a uh, I'm, I'm really sorry. Is it Kyra Band? Kyra Bland? C A R C I A R A. I'm not sure how you. Kira. Kira, you're probably right there. Kira Bland. Yeah. So congratulations, Kira. Apologies for pronouncing your name wrong at the start there, but uh, fantastic for to get her award as well. Um, that's the awards covered. So let's get right into the to the meaty stuff now, then, guys. It's the retain list, and well, I'll go through it first. Basically, that's the easiest way to do it. So we know who's been contracted for next season. There's no discussions about players being told they can go from those. I think Simo quite sensibly wants to have a look at Tristan Abrahams because he's not really seen him, obviously because he's been out on loan. 
Best bit of news, first of all, Morgan Feeney is under contract for next season because we've activated the clause. So and he stays. Simpson has indicated he wants to talk to him about a better contract. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's great news. This is John Mellish, you listen to the Brunton Bugle. Just remind everyone, if you uh, haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast using whatever podcast app you use, whether that be Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You just click subscribe and every time a new episode comes out, it'll go straight into your inbox so you don't have to mess around trying to find it. Also as well, if any of those podcasts give you the opportunity to review the podcast, please do give us a review and a five-star review would be fantastic. It means we move up the charts and that kind of thing and more people find out about the podcast. Also, this season, the podcast has been sponsored by the Cal United Sports Club at London Branch. The London Branch is open to all Cal United fans. They've got members from Cornwall to Dundee and Houston to Singapore and of course every part of London and the South East. They regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events, sports games and fundraising for the club. All season they've been providing us with information for away games as part of the preview section and hopefully next season they'll be doing the same as well. You can find out more about the London Branch at their website carlalondonbranch.org. Right, so the players have been offered deals, new deals. Taylor Charters, Brennan Dickinson, Magnus Norman and Joe Riley. We'll talk about Joe Riley first in a minute, obviously. Um, second year scholars who graduated, uh, Gab- Gabe Breeze, Jack Ellis, Sam Fishburne, Max Kilsby and Scott Simons. So the players released uh, are Luis Alessandra, Danny Devine, Mark Howard, Manny Mampala, Rod McDonald, Kelvin Miller, Gimme Toure and Jamie Devitt. But... Devitt has been told that he can come back for training. He's been invited back for pre-season training. We'll touch on that in a minute because it, it basically sounds like if he's fit, he gets a contract, basically. <laughs> um, lone players returning to their parent clubs. Uh, shout out, the club have actually mentioned it. Lucas Jensen has returned. <laughs> he returned in January. Unbelievable. Tyrese Amatoya, Mitchell Roberts, Dinel Simeu and Owen Windsor. Now, before we go on, Dan, let, you, you want to do a little bit on Windsor because obviously it's been a... Simo spoke about him tonight, hasn't he? Yeah, uh, it turns out that Windsor was suddenly told by West Brom several weeks ago that he'd be getting let go at the end of the season. And I don't think he took it too well uh, to the point where he sort of said to Paul Simpson, I want to go back. You know, I want want to... And I think Paul Simpson basically sat down and said to him, you know, you won't be able to play football apart from us or West Brom under-23s. And, you know, if... If they're not keeping you, chances are you're not going to play for them, you know. Yeah. And uh, but no, he, he he wanted to go back. And Paul Simpson, you know, he's uh, he's worked with a lot of young players from his England times and that. And he was like, look, we're not going to stop in your way. And uh, he went back. Uh, he I needs... would have thought personally, he'd have been better trying to get on the bench here and getting yeah. on. And yeah, exactly. You know, I, I think he needs to get himself moved to a national league club or similar, doesn't he? And just get himself a bit of bit of football as much as anything and just yeah try a solid a solid hole of someone would be ideal for him go somewhere Mm. like that and actually play some football week Mm. in week out because these loan spells are not working for him every time he goes realistically he's not going to be football league level i think i genuinely think he impressed in that first game he played against portville i think he could do well at maybe a national league or national league north level so Mm. i mean good luck to the lad he he clearly just didn't work out for him and the rest of the lads obviously similar they just didn't work really did it for for most of them bar dinell basically so so good luck to them um all right then well let's get some some of your views guys um mike do you want to start off what's your initial thoughts on the uh retain list I mean, for me, I think the biggest sort of shock is Magnus Norman getting a new deal. I think yeah. the rest, we all kind of predicted, didn't we, really? Um, yeah, it seems a bit baffling to me, but maybe Simo was scared of not having any keepers going into pre-season. Uh, I don't know, but yeah, it seemed a bit of a weird one. Well, you picked up on that one, Dan, didn't you, in terms of Magnus Norman and uh, Paul Gerrard? Yeah. I think there's been a imp- bit of input I, I, I just wondered if Paul Gerrard has sort of said, I think there's something to work with here. You know, I'm, I'm not yeah. saying he's going to be number one next season. I've, I think with Howard going, I think Paul Simpson probably has someone in mind. Yeah. Or, it, or a, a, a short list of keepers. Mm-hmm. Uh if Norman signs, because obviously he's got to decide if he's staying or not yet, I would imagine Gabe Breeze and Scott Simons will more than likely go out to play football. Yeah, at least one of them will. Yeah. It... Uh, but yeah, I, I, I just wondered if uh, you know they maybe thought, you know, he's, he's a big, he's a big, strong lad. 
Magnus Norman, you know. There's... Well, one of my mates was pointing this out to me, Ian. He was saying, like, there's a good market as a goalkeeper to be a good, solid number two as well. To develop yourself to be a player who's capable of coming in and doing a job. He might not stay here forever, but he knows he's always going to go to clubs and a club will go, well, I can get him in. And actually, we we can, you know, we can rely on this lad to, be, to come in when we need to. And you, you maybe bob around a few clubs, but you, you earn a decent wedge, don't you, to do that? Mm. Um, yeah. Um, am, am I correct in that Magnus Norman has a girlfriend who's local? May well do, may well do. He seems to be quite settled here, doesn't he? Because yeah, you point out, he likes going on his fell walks, doesn't he? Mm. Stuff like that, a bit like Big Toby. And... You know, on yeah. his, his, his Instagram and his Twitter, he's been at Silla, Allenby, Derwentwater, you know, so he clearly likes the area. And I'm, I'm pretty sure he, he certainly did have, I assume he still has, you know, I have no, it's none of our business, but I'm pretty sure he had a, a fairly localish uh, partner. So. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, with him, a lot, I think we all three of us agreed we would have let him go last week. But I'm, I'm not, it's not one of those ones that I'm, I'm furious about the fact that they're keeping him. Because the keepers do develop at different rates, don't they? And you never know, he might well turn out to be a, a decent keeper. And I think he'll stay out, out of the, the four. I think he's the one definitely most likely to stay. Mm. I think Taylor Charters is going to stay. I think that's pretty much agreed. He he flew out on Monday morning, so he must have spoken to Simo before um, he went, probably. I'm guessing Simo knew that obviously this season been different. And I notice also, regarding that, apparently Joe Riley's on a coaching course this week, and he yeah. he had already been spoke to before Monday. Because Yes, and now you know, we know they were, that, they, were, they were happy for him to go on his coaching course. And now we know he's not going to be staying because he's told the world on Twitter before he even told Simo directly himself that he was going to be leaving the club, which is, I'll be honest, I think it's a bit poor. If I'm, I'm fair, mm. you know, if Simo's giving him the good grace to speak to him before all the other players, when he should, you know, he, he could have said to him, you shouldn't be arranging coaching courses knowing that you're going to get spoken to on Monday about your your thing you know he's been pretty good to him similar there for similar to then find out on twitter i don't think it's very good for him i think he'd made his mind up before he got the contract because yeah, similar so. similar obviously hinted after the bradford game the play being tapped up i know a lot of people thinking now maybe it isn't him and i still think it might well be you know to be mm. honest i think but at, the, at the same time i do agree that it's poor form but it's better to know now than sort of oh, drag I, it out and I, you know I'm, I'm pleased we know now but all i'm thinking is just tell Simo yourself. Yeah. Just message Simo and say, look, I'm not going to take the deal. I've had an offer somewhere else. I, I, I think Simo knows deep down he was going to go anywhere. I know there's a few whispers that it was Rod McDonald was the player who's tapped up, so to speak. But I, I think it's a younger player because it strikes me as someone who's not made many moves in their career. It isn't quite aware that this kind of thing happens. So, yeah, uh, I mean... It's it's give me two there to AC Milan, but don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um... But yeah, in terms of Joe Riley, I mean, Danny, are you gutted to see him go? I mean, I said it on the pod last week, and I was on the fence a little bit about this one. I, my thoughts were... I, I, I like him as a squad player. I don't think he's done enough to command a starting place. No. But in fairness, he's not had that much of a chance to prove it this this season. I mean, it sounds daft because, you know, he had 80-odd appearances for yeah. us. But... You know, three managers weren't overly keen on him this season. No, no. Which, there's alarm bells there, isn't there? I don't know, some people say, oh, but he's been playing out of position, he's been playing out He never played midfield before he joined us. Mm. He was a right-back and a right-wing back at Man United. And he also played left-back as well, didn't he? Yeah. So, it, it's, you know, it's not it's not like he's been a midfielder all his career and suddenly he's been shunted there. He's played there most of his career. He's, it's for us, he's played midfield. And he never really grabbed a game by the scruff of its neck and just... Ran the game, did he? He'd have those I, moments. He'd have those bursting when moments. Inside Callum Guy, he looked awkward. Yeah, and Guy's the kind of player who will grab a game out of scruff and neck and yeah, just yeah. take all the ball and start spraying about. Feeney had those explosive moments, and fans love that. They love that, you know, that run yeah. down the pitch where he nearly scored that brilliant goal against um, Mansfield, I think it was. Yeah, things like that. That's what fans love when actually you sometimes need a player like a Callum Guy who just keeps it ticking over and keeps the game running. I think I think potentially there could be a really good player in Joe Riley, but oh, like I said, I don't think it's not about you, Mike, but I don't think he's worth breaking the bank for or you I don't think he's a player you'd necessarily build a team around. No, I mean he's one for me. I think in terms of his ability, he should have been getting more goals and assists. Yeah. Like 
Do you know what I mean? He's one of them where almost like Dickinson in a way where you think if we maybe had a better team, he'd sort of be a star player, but you need someone who can turn you into a better team, you know, and not just be a star player when you are a better team. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, Look, the, the reports are he's going to Walsall. That's what we've heard, isn't it? And that seems to be nailed on to be announced in the next few days, probably, I guess. Although he, I do wonder if he might del- say to them, can we just delay it a couple of weeks? It doesn't look like you've tapped me up now. <laughs> you know, it, it sounds like his agent's been um, blown hot air up his backside a little bit, maybe, in, in the I, nicest I possible way. I think people way, but... don't realise as well, he's 26 next season. Yeah, he's not young. He's not, he's not 22, 23. No, exactly. You know, 26-year-old, League 2... You should be playing yeah. every week. Yeah, and absolutely. no disrespect to Walsall, but if that's sort of the best offer that he's getting, yeah, you know, it, it it's not yeah. like a Mary Patrick last summer, is it? When Mary Patrick got an offer from League One. We all turned around and said, "Fair enough, you know, he's yeah. going to test himself at a higher level." Didn't quite work out for him, but he's come back actually a better player to us. That was fair enough. If you move into to Walsall, I know they've come into a little bit of money with this Poundland deal, but yeah, not 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 convinced. Um, well, let's move on to. The final players who sort of briefly touched Taylor Charles there, we all sort of agree, fair enough, he's going to be a player who might develop in similar season. He's a player who can play about four or five different positions, doesn't he? So he's clearly rating there. The one that seems to have divided fans quite a lot, and quite a lot coming on the negative side of it, Brennan Dickinson. I did say last week, didn't I, on the pod, I felt he might, I didn't say necessarily I'd give him a deal, but I felt he might get a deal, because I just felt like Simo clearly trusts him and likes him as a player. Your initial thoughts on this one, Dan? I can see why he's given it. I think, yeah. first of all, I think he's had, I think he's had a blighted career at Carlisle. You know, he's had two or three injuries. He's actually played a lot more games this season than you mm. realise. Uh, yeah, he, he must have played forty games this season. You know, without realising, yeah. last season he literally played a dozen. You know, he had yeah. a couple of bad injuries, but. Uh, Again, I think, especially in recent weeks, he's been a victim of the injuries we've had, you know. Yes, yeah. And if I asked both of you what's his true position... Left wing back. Could you give the same answer and nail it? Mm. I would have said left wing back, definitely. I feel, I feel like he, if you get him right in the, in the right shape at the start of the season, I think he could be really good at that. Well, you, you, could say, you could say left wing back, you could say left midfield, you could say left wing. Yeah. I don't think he's a centre midfielder. Yeah, I don't think he's a yeah, centre yeah. midfielder, to be fair. I think that's. I think he, he's been a bit hard done by in terms of that, hasn't he? So, so and, yeah. and I think if we had some centre mids, we'd have probably seen him in sort of a left wing back or. You know, a different position, um, yeah. but because of the injuries that we've had in, in centre mid, he's kind of been forced to play there. But Simmer obviously rates him. Simmer apologised basically and said, "I feel like, mm. you know, I should apologise to him because I've had no choice but to play him there." But he's, mm. you know, he's, he's never once complained, and I know he's got a bit of stick from fans sometimes, and he's and he's sometimes given a bit back. But I, I've always said, if, if fans give you stick and you get it back, don't complain. <laughs> you know, it's, it happens. There you go. I also wonder if some of it is is looked as uh, a senior man because he's he's twenty nine year old. Yeah, mm. you know he's he's been round the block. You know he's been yeah. a couple of years Gillingham, Colchester. You know he's it's, he's played plenty of games in his career. Yeah. But before we move on, it should be said he could still turn down the deal. <laughs> there's no oh, guarantee yeah, he's yeah. going to sign it, and I, I do wonder there's there's reports he's I, put his house I do on the remember. Stuff, so. Is that? Well, possibly. I don't know if it's mm. true, but there's I, some rumours going around. Not, not that I'm a stalker of any kind, but <laughs> I do know where he lives because someone told me. That's the only reason yeah. I know. So I can soon find out if it is for sale. But yeah. uh, <laughs> but no, I do remember when he signed, Chris Beach then that Brennan and his partner committed by, by buying yeah. a house up here, you know, yeah. which... There's not many footballers do that in, no, in this day no. and age. No, that's a fair point. Well, let's talk about the release players then. I mean, what I'll do is I'll, I'll box off uh, three of them straight away. Divine, Mampala, Toure. I'm not surprised, really, to be honest. I mean, all, all three of them. I mean, Divine, especially. If you can't get into centre midfield ahead of Brennan Dickinson, you know, in that running, then you've not really got much hope. He reeks, he reeks mm. of Geisley. Yeah, I think <laughs> you'll end up somewhere like that, probably, to be fair. Um of the others, I mean, we'll talk about Mark Howard first. And we'll try and box that box off. We sort of briefly discussed it. A little bit of a surprise, but at the same time, he is 35. He might, and he said he wants someone a bit younger, maybe energetic. So, yeah. I, I, I said, I said last week, yeah, I said last week, look, 
I think he's done really well for us, but I wouldn't be surprised if he moved on. And I'm not not hugely surprised he's gone. To be really no. honest, I mean, he's a, he's a good keeper, but I think that there's better out there. There's worse yeah. out there as well. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm not going to lose a lot of sleep over it. No, your thoughts on that one, Danny? You'd agree? Um. Obviously, the day after you've just won a, a, <laughs> yeah, a horse all the awards, it looks a bit funny. Isn't right? ideal, but as as Paul Simpson sort of alluded to, you know, he said he doesn't want to be at an awards ceremony where we finished twentieth and the goalkeepers won all the awards, and he yeah. he certainly wasn't dissing Mark. I was no. meaning that we, no. we all know what he means, you know. But yeah. uh, I I I think between himself and Gerard, they'll have yeah. they'll have ideas. You know, because yeah. he wasn't the greatest on crosses sometimes. Howard is one. I wonder if that's mm. maybe something they looked at. And obviously, with someone like Norman, he's a lot bigger. He should be yeah. better on crosses. So I mean, ne- ne- on next week's episode, we're going to go through people we've we've noticed in the release list that we think would be and good t- signings. And yeah. there's a, there's a couple there's a couple already in the goalkeeping department. So. I think there's two that me and you, especially Dan, have picked yeah. out. I think yeah, they'd be definitely good signings. Um, yeah. Louis Alessandri. Sad to see him go, but probably the right decision at this time. Dan. Yeah, I, I like like I said, I said, I think I said last week you've got Dennis and Alessandra. Dennis has mm. a year, Alessandra doesn't, and that's that's basically made that decision easy. Yeah. I think mm. there's a lot of talk, isn't there? I think as well, Alessandra might be effectively said to Simo didn't want to stay on because there's talk that he's going to go part time because he's got a bit of a, a business that he's set up. There's, I think there's also chat about Oldham could be a possibility. Yeah. yeah. From nearby, and yeah, that there's, there's, there's plenty of teams at that level that still give him yeah. uh, a good wage, and he'll, he'll do a good job somewhere because he's a very clever footballer for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, Rod and Kelvin, Mike. Um, I mean, Rod's been solid enough the last couple of seasons, hasn't he? But it, it's one of those ones if you, if you want to be hired at the table, you you probably want to do better than that. And Kelvin came in and did really well at the start, but he's had a few injuries issues, hasn't he? And again, you probably just want someone a bit younger to play in that uh, either right back or wing back role don't you yeah exactly and I, I, I half thought that Mella maybe sort of that right centre back role would mm. be would suit him a little bit because um, he, he's got height and one thing I really noticed on Saturday is we lacked quite a bit of height but mm. um, yeah no arguments with either of them really and I think with both of them they're not certainly not going to go to a club that's higher up in the pyramid than us I wouldn't think no, you'd think you'd think not. I mean, Rod might find himself. I mean, there's, there's reports of Harrogate for Rod, isn't there? Yeah. Way? So uh, that's probably a fairly decent move for him, and it's it's not you know traveling much further than he already is. I think because he's based down in Liverpool. I think mm. Kelvin's a similar area, I'm guessing. So you might get something similar. I don't know, but uh, but yeah, wouldn't disagree with that, would you, Dan? No, uh, good solid pros, but if we're serious about being at the other end of the table next season, not for me. No, no disrespect to them. Just no. I think we can do better. You know, no. thanks for your service, lads. Best of luck. Before we wrap up this bit, obviously we've got to talk about Jamie Devitt because obviously he's been told he's been released, but he's been invited back to preseason training. And if you read his comments, he's basically on Twitter and essentially said, "I'm going to do everything. I, you know, I love being back in the shirt. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it's not the last time I wear it." And Simo has essentially said how impressed he was with him. He is as a character, and you know how good he was actually in the games. And said he was a bit unlucky in that normally I'd build up his fitness to get him ready to go in the team, but I had to get him in the team and build his fitness up there. And obviously, as a result, he's got the injury. Um, and and he's, he's basically said, if he's fit, he's getting a contract. Because he said it because of his attitude, because he said to him, he basically said when he spoke to him, said, look, you can come back for the training, but if you find another deal in the meantime, no problem at all. And, and he, Jamie basically stopped and said, no, stop there. I'm going to do everything to try and get a contract next season. And that's the attitude you want, isn't it, Dan? You want yeah, players definitely. who like that, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's just a matter of if, if he's fit, I think he'll get something. He maybe won't be on the sort of money he's used to. It could be more a bit of a pay as you play, you know, yeah. have his set wage and if he plays. But I think he, he, even if you get 20, 25 games a season out of him now, he, he yeah. could still play a role, to be honest with you. And he's the kind of player someone like Taylor Charts could really learn from as well in that role. Charters, Gibson, you know. Yeah, any other young players coming in. Simo's mentioned both of them as being able to play as a 10 if needed. And, yeah. You know, there's there's not many better at our level than Devitt to learn from. Yeah, I mean, Devitt these days won't be a 10. He'd be sitting a bit deeper, wouldn't he, than 8. Yeah, probably, yeah. I guess. But, an eight, 8, yeah. 
but it's, it's a real testament to him. He, he basically made four starts to coming back, four in a row. And we got 12 points from those games, didn't we? Can I, can I just say, I, lo- I love using proper old numbers for, you know, positions. <laughs> yeah. What, what number is he again? A, a, a twenty, a twenty. He's not a twenty-seven, but he's a fourteen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the way it is. But but no, he, he's he's you know what I mean. He's 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 been fantastic since he come back in those four games, and you could argue those four games basically got us out of trouble, and it gave us a real base to build on, yeah. and gave us a bit of momentum. And him and him and Guy had a, looked like they had a good understanding in that midfield as well, which really potentially puts us in the you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind seeing them two with a proper. Proper digger, just behind them doing yeah. the nasty work. You know the Tom Tayo type role. I almost wonder even if, if that Chris Billy Tom Tayo. You know if those two would work with Gibson just in front of them a bit more often, yeah. and just and see how it works because Gibson give Gibson a bit of freedom. I said I think Gibson could do the greenish role potentially, but but there you go. Um, overall, just to wrap that bit up, lads. Then um, feeling is that yeah, pretty, pretty we're, we're pretty comfortable with what's happening, and there's been a lot of angry reaction about some decisions, but. At the end of the day, we finished in twentieth place. I think Lummy said this, hasn't he, on the message one? We finished mm. in twentieth place. No one can really grumble that much. Mm. Back Simmer to do it. If he thinks he can get the best out of Dickinson and Norman and people like that, back him to do that. Really do because, as I said on 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 Twitter and on Facebook, remember back when we got when we got promoted from the conference, he let Tom Cowan and Matt Glennon go two days later. And there was an angry reaction then saying, what are you doing that? Why are you getting rid of them? Well, I know we already had Westwood the club. We brought Anthony Williams in as a backup and he was solid enough and Westwood stepped well, up. Well, Williams was brought in as number one, wasn't he? Yeah, he was brought, yeah, saying he ended up as backup, but Westwood yeah. stepped up eventually. They felt like he was a player who could do that. Mm. And uh, I don't know who the fellow who replaced Tom Cowan was. I seem to remember he did okay. <laughs> what was his name? Oh yeah, Aaron Aldi. There you go. So, you know, back him, back him to do it. All right. Overall thoughts, lads, you, you're pretty happy then? Yeah, you, you can't argue with most of it, can you? Like no. I said, Dickinson will have annoyed a few and Riley, but it is what it is. It's happened, and here Dickinson we go. Dickinson, we trust. Dickinson, we trust yeah. indeed. Uh, do, you want, do you want me to read a few of these uh, quickly? Yeah, to... we'll, we'll quickly bash through a few of the, 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 the opinions that the fans have sent in, and then we'll yeah, uh, we up on our Twitter. Off. We ask a, a few of our listeners, you lovely lot. Uh, I've got the first, Chris. The only surprise is Norman over Howard. Is that meaning he's going to be number two to a new signing? Unless Howard plans to retire, they must have someone targeted. Mm. Also happy that it looks like keeping an eye on Devitt, potentially offered something if he heals up. Uh, Fish Island Blues, totally understandable, considering the way the market works now. Be all, more interesting to see who signs on and who doesn't at the end of the month. Exciting summer ahead. Uh, Claire, we ended up 20th. Big shift is needed. I wanted so much for this season to work for Louis, but it was too late for him. Surprise about Howard, but like someone says, there's going to be a ton of players out there fighting for contracts. Uh, our mate Nick, about right for me, would have liked Howard to stay. Obviously told him he's moving, no point offering. Uh, TF, we don't have your name actually, but just TF. We finished 20th, not good enough. That said, for all those people like and dislike to a man, they haven't been good enough, so change is needed. As Simo said, he'll get some right and wrong, but let's face it, the squad hasn't put a big marker. Uh, another Nick Blando happy enough need a good first choice if we're keeping Norman he thinks he'll be shocked if Dickinson accepts his deal Uh, another Chris Chris Kendall still feel like we offer contracts to players who aren't and won't be good enough we finished 20th for a reason keeping a lot of them doesn't fill him with confidence but he says it's a big summer for Simo uh, and then, keeping uh, a lot we've only, we're only keeping well three yeah, now yeah. Oh, the four. It's not well, we're only keeping now. the ones that sign a contract to be honest yeah. with you <laughs> exactly uh, Jim Gaffney and Chris Foster uh, Jim says must have a keeper lined up and the pair of them both mentioned Kieran Westwood I think that's one of them that would be lovely to see but I'd be very I surprised mean, he's three years older than Howard and he was practically retired when he signed for QPR he was training yeah. with, with Q to keep himself fit but he didn't want to sign for crew in League One. Is he going to drop down to League Two at this stage? I can't yeah. see it. Can't see it. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, one other. I've, I've just a uh, couple, couple runes, uh, round, rounds. I can't say your name. Magnus Norman isn't good enough to be starting, so why keep Howard as a backup instead of him? He's a bit confused by that one. Mm. And then uh, Chris Ball just mentioned the player getting tapped up and mentioned a few players but like we say we'll, we'll never officially find out so. no, I think Simo kind of regrets that now doesn't he I think yeah. <laughs> but there you go but no uh, thanks for your comments folks yeah, I, I appreciate it 
That's uh, something we're going to try and do a bit more of next season, yeah. isn't it? I should say, Greg Bullman didn't send, send me over on WhatsApp. He's a good friend of ours. He sent me an audio file. I haven't had time to download it. We haven't got time to fit it in. But suffice to say, Greg said beforehand he was pretty happy with the decisions and said basically none of the players can really complain and that Simo clearly sees a player in Dickinson and just, just back him. So, yeah, fair enough that from Greg. Um, right, on to the X-Files section. Not quite as busy as usual. A few little bits out there, though, isn't there? No, uh, one of the most regular people in it uh, this season, uh, Harry McCurdy, scored mm. again. Uh, 3-0 win at Walsall, uh, ensured Swindon get into the playoffs. They so the, play Port Vale. Mm. The, the, the dream lives on of him missing a penalty in the semi-final and crying <laughs> yeah. on Sky, isn't it? So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh uh, Abraham scored again. Uh, um, I know he's, I know he's not X Blue, but we haven't done a loan update this week, have we? Because it's, it's a bit all over the place with it being the end of the season. So, yeah. Abraham scored a late penalty for Grimsby. Bad three-one defeat at home to Maidenhead for them. Mm. Though. Uh, so, they're still they're still well in there. Still looking strong, aren't they? That's the important yeah, thing the, for them, the, yeah. Well, they're, they're actually doing. Uh, they're actually playing right now because we're recording oh. earlier in the week and they're, yeah. they're winning. So, oh, uh, yeah, and uh, Connor Thompson scored for Blythe in a two-all oh. draw at Gloucester, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Tavernier scored again a penalty for Rangers at home on Sunday. Should be said as well. He's got to the Europa League final. We didn't because we, we recorded while that game was on last mm. week, didn't we? So, congratulations! He's also the current top scorer in the Europa League this season. From right back, that's mad, isn't it? From right back. I mean, he has had three or four pens in that run, but you've still got to score them. You, you do wonder with him. Will a, will a club come in for him at some point? Maybe I know Rangers are a big club. You know what I mean? But a Premier League club that could offer him money that Rangers just couldn't compete with. You do wonder if that'll happen. I know he's thirty, but. But yeah, you do wonder about that sometimes. Yeah, uh, obviously, on to other news. Uh, the big one was Danny Granger has returned to Workington as manager. Yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they got rid of Chris Wilcock after they failed to uh, go up. Who saw and... that one coming? <laughs> well, <laughs> everybody didn't, they? Really? It's, a, yeah. oh, it's common sense, isn't it, really? I'm sure he'll do well there. That's good yeah. news. Uh, Michael Rains has mm. signed a two year deal at Stockport Town. He was doing something at Stockport County, wasn't he? And they've both got the same owner from memory. It's a weird sort of thing, isn't it? Because Janssen's mm. flitted between the two. So yes. He was manager at Stockport Town, wasn't he? And now yeah. he's uh, back to doing stuff at Stockport County. So, yeah, yeah, Reigns has jo- gone in as joint assistant manager, but he'll also be playing. Mm. So, yeah, uh, yeah and that's... That's uh, pretty much it this week. Not much. Yeah, no, no real bit in terms of players being released. Obviously, I think we mentioned Reese Bennett last week, didn't we? And yeah, there's, there's been odds and sods, but I think we're going to cover them more next week, aren't yeah, we? Because but... most of the lists will be be out by the time we uh, record next week. Yeah, but, so uh... that's that's the plan next week, obviously, but we'll, we'll cover that in just a sec. But there you go, that's the x for this week then. Oh, wait, hang on. Damn, we forgot one thing, haven't we? Oh, yes, I, missed... I, just sent, I just sent this earlier, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Greg Fleming was in the... Uh, SPFL team of the week for oh. Annan. Uh, Annan got through and uh, in the final this week against Edinburgh City. Uh, I'm actually planning on going to that game on Friday night. So, yeah, it's, they're actually, uh, we're actually doing this recording on Tuesday this week for various reasons and they're currently yeah. nil-nil at half-time. Oh, in, the, uh, in the first legs, so. because Edinburgh City have been quite well backed, haven't they, in recent years? I yeah, think. yeah, so, yeah. Like a lot of the teams that have come up. Mo- mo- most of the teams that come up. I mean, uh, I know we're going off topic here, but Body Rig Rose uh, played mm. Cowden Beef in the first leg on Saturday, and won three 0 in front of over two thousand. I love that name. I don't know how many times you'll hear it, but it's an amazing <laughs> Scot- Scottish FA Cup, like third round, whatever it is. It's generally the, one of the best weekends of the, in the calendars yeah. for names and that. What one another one we actually forgot to mention? Uh, congratulations to Nick Anderson, promoted mm. in third place. Uh, fun and games in that one, though, wasn't? It? I think it's fair to say. I mean, yeah. oh, it, it's it's a weird one because. You kind of feel sorry for Northampton, but at the same time, Scunthorpe have been trash all season. We, so it's not really we a had a look, and Scunthorpe have played most of these players in the last half a dozen games, yeah. bar one yeah. or two of them. So, yeah, you know, they're obviously looking at players for next season. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's only about two or three senior players actually left in the squad. Yeah. And I think the rest have been told not to bother because they're, they're going at the end of the day. And, and, and the rule is, I think you have to pick four. Of, I think once you get to, I think it's the third weekend in March, you have to pick... So four. so many who played the last game. Yeah, and all so it's that like four. I think it's four players or something like that. So it's to give it some form of integrity. But at the end of the day, it's Scunthorpe's choice, and they've been rubbish all season. I mean, putting a seventeen-year-old in net is a little bit dodgy, <laughs> frankly. But but what, what what if the main keeper did have an injury? You know, yeah, and, and it had, Northampton have raised concern, hmm. but they have accepted the result apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's one of these yeah. things that the the AFL might really look at that real and see how do we make it better. But Scunthorpe yeah. has been one of the worst teams the AFL has ever seen. Frankly, so it's it's well, not yeah. it's not a huge surprise really that they got beat. What I'd say is big shout out to Fraser Horsfall for his handball against us. That's basically cost them promotion. <laughs> that one extra point they would have got if they hadn't conceded that penalty would have yeah. put them up. So. So there you go. And there's a lot of talk as well. That actually, they had Barrow on the ropes and they just sat back in the second half and didn't have a go. So yeah. So there you go. So there you go. that's the X-Files. We finally wrapped it up. There you go. Okay, lads, there you go. A uh, little bit of a smaller episode today, basically. We're, we're just covering off those bits. Um, we'll be back towards the end of next week with, with the next episode. Uh, essentially, what we're going to do is we're, we're going to do our sort of mini-season review of how things went for United. Look by month by month, you know, have a little look at the... I mean, it's going to be a horror show for up till about February, isn't it, I think, for most <laughs> of it. But um, talk about some of the weird decisions. We'll, we'll certainly be using the clown noise, clown car noise a lot on that episode. I think it's fair Hopefully to say. for the last time. Yes, yes, we hope so. Um, we might even have new. We might even get to see what our new kit's going to be like by then. You never know. I mean, chances are fine, steady, then, I suppose. Steady, I know, um, but we'll do that. And what we'll do as well is we'll we'll have a look through our predictions from last season. Mike has managed to yeah. collate them all. They're generally not very good, but I think I'm going to be quite happy with in terms of getting who finished top right. Um, I think someone got both relegated sides right as well. Possibly, I can't that remember who done, that was. Yeah. Is it Dan? Well, there you go. Oh, Mike, you're not having a great one here, are you? But looks, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think our, I think all of our playoff positions were absolutely terrible. But there you go. Yeah. As well as that, what we'll do is we're gonna we're gonna go through the release lists and we're gonna pick out a few targets we think might be worth looking at for for the Blues. Trying to keep it as sensible as possible, but uh, you know we we always get excited about these kind of things, don't we? But there you go. Oh, yeah. um, well, that's it then, guys. Uh, Mike, Dan, thanks very much for joining me. Really appreciate it. Thanks everyone for listening and up the blues. Up the blues.